Welcome, friends, to the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour with your hosts, Sig Bisley and Colt Mauser. Before we get started, please be sure to like this video and subscribe for more content just like this. Now, let the animation appreciation commence. All right, we're back after a brief hiatus because work is a dick and punches you in the dick. And there's, you know, we had a lot of pagan rituals to go to, you know, stuff you got to do. Yeah, things happened. Anyway, we're finally, it's finally September and that's close enough to Halloween for me. So it's pretty much horror stuff from here on out. I'm going to kick it off with the immortal classic Wicked City. It is a fucking classic, man. You're not going to get much better than that. It's going to be hard to follow it up. It's really but good. we got that. We got two episodes of Primal, two episodes of everything I watched. Um, Which for Mercury, prequel, baby. Oh, yeah. I'll talk a little bit about that. New that was Gundam. really good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. It looked good. And before any of that, per usual, the news. All right, the news. So you would think there would be a ton of news because it's two weeks worth of news. And it is a ton of news, but not because it was two weeks. It was actually a quiet two weeks, except there's a shit ton of video game news. Yeah. So I will be going through a shit ton of video game news. And I will be skipping a lot of video game news because there was just too much of it to cover it all. So anyway. Or you just don't um, care. Uh, yeah, some of it I still care about, but it was like, eh, you know, it is Whatever. what it is. You can, you can go find it out there. So anyway, first bit of video game news we got here, which is, yeah, everyone knows about this, the uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel now has a name, Tears of the Kingdom. It's got a release date. Hopefully it holds May 12th of next year. Um, gameplay trailer is like 30 seconds, so you don't get to see see a lot. Um, Just a little taste. It looks really damn cool. I you don't get any feeling for it's definitely got more of a sky theme you got more like it looks like it's both on the ground and then like ridiculous floating sky city nonsense going on oh, i'm such a sucker for floating sky city yeah, it's pretty cool right but i just don't know like they haven't shown dungeon i think the bi people's biggest bitch about breath of the wild well two bitches right one was the stupid weapons like breaking constantly which i get that but I mean, people like to get gear and upgrade their gear and have look cooler and do that kind of stuff. And to have your weapon breaking all the time, it's like... Lame. It's ridiculous. Like, I got a sword. I'm going to use it like 12 times and it's going to break. It's silly. Um, so, no idea if they change that. And the other thing I think a lot of people didn't like is there were no real... Dun like, Zelda's always been a dungeon boss game. Like, I dungeons crawl, and bosses. Man. Where are the dungeons, right? And the original uh, Breath of the Wild, it had like four, maybe five, quote-unquote, dungeons... They weren't really dungeons. It wasn't the same. And they had tons of shrines with little puzzles. Those were cool. There should have been dungeons. There just goddamn should have been dungeons. So hopefully this time they will rectify that and there will be actual dungeons. I'm sure they're sick of hearing about it, so I'm sure we'll get some dungeons. Anyway, trailer's out there. Go check it out. I'm sure more news will be coming out eventually, but uh, let's hope that release date holds for May of next year. All right, so moving on. Something that's coming out a lot sooner. Um, so Gundam Evolution... Looks like uh, Bandai's solution to the online shooter thing uh, for Gundams is coming out on Steam on the 21st and consoles on the 30th. I believe they did a, a network test or a preview or whatever um, a month back, maybe a couple weeks, a month. And I don't I haven't seen much feedback from that. Uh, but this is basically it looks very similar to um, Battle Operation, which is the one they did before. Yeah. Um, and there's Code Fairy, which is like the... 
it's like Battle Operation, but with a story. Um, I haven't picked that up yet. I kind of want to check it out. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll check it out and give you my thoughts. But uh, I haven't played Gun of Evolution at all. I'm not really an online shooter kind of guy, so I, I don't know that I will. Um, but it, the trailer's out there for it, and it is coming out soon. So if you want to check it out, it is, it's going to be on every damn console around except the Switch. Sorry, Switch guys. It's uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox X and S, and the PC. So, um, yeah. I mean, the PC will get it first, so you can at least see how people are getting along with it before it comes out on consoles on the 30th, if that's what you're going to do. 30th of November. Um, but anyway, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. It's a Gundam game. I had to bring it up. All right, so another bit of news. This one's kind of interesting. So Koei Tecmo is partnering with EA, which is very strange. So Koei Tecmo, that's a lot. who's done about 8 billion Warriors games, you know, One Piece Warriors and Dynasty Warriors and and Shonen War? Not Shonen Warriors. Um, ah, Samurai Warriors and whatever. Yes. Warriors everything. Hyrule Warriors, like... They've been beating that game style to death, and it's a fun enough game. Um, but they're they're partnering with um, EA to do a truly AAA, so hopefully, you know, not just the same Dynasty War stuff over again, a uh, game in Fantasy Feudal Japan. So, you know, I think I played this game already. It's, <laughs> it was called Sekiro, or, you know, <laughs> it was called Sekiro. Um, but that game was hard as balls, and I highly doubt this one will be. Um, it looks like it'll be a more fantasy version of Ghost of Tsushima, if if I were to guess. A little more arcadey, but eh, Ghost of Tsushima is a little arcadey. Um, excellent game, though. So, not much news on it. One piece of artwork looks cool, but it, you know, it could be Dynasty Warriors art. So, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I like the idea of Fantasy Feudal Japan. Yeah. I don't think... It it's gets, ex- it, it gets a exploited a lot in like RPGs, but I don't think it's been done enough in other types of games. True. Right? Like So, it, it would be it, it would be cool. Um you know, I, I love, you know me, I love FromSoft games, but, you know, they've primarily stuck to medieval-style settings or, you know, Bloodborne was, like, Victorian. They, they're they more Western-focused. Sekiro yeah. was kind of the, the oddball there. So it'll be cool to see something else. Um, it's EA, so, yeah, who knows? We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what that partnership does, though. Like, someone moderating Koei, you may actually get something good. All right, so another bit of news. This is more Nintendo news, so I just told you bad nintendo news about you're not getting uh gundam um battle evolution or kill evolution or gundam evolution just gundam evolution i want to put more names in there um but i want battle and or i know i want something in there (laughs) battle operation battle evolution so you are going to get uh goldeneye 007 which has been rumored for forever to be coming out for something is finally actually going to get released both on the Switch and on the Xbox. Oh my God, I can actually play it now because it won't be the puke generator. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a remaster at all. We'll see what it looks like when it actually comes out. If it's got any, uh, it's not really like a story. It's not going to be like a remaster, remaster, but we'll see if they clean anything up or do anything or if anything drops out because of licensing or whatever. Who knows? Um, Just raise the frame rate so I don't want to throw up when I play it. Yeah. That's well, all I ask. It is coming out. Hopefully, the controls will be better, too, because the original controls are kind of ass for this day and age. Um, so it's coming out in 2022, I believe. You're also getting Mario Party and Mario Party 2, the originals. Oh, oh man. Fight so that's, Town. That's Fight Town. Pilot Wing 64, which was a cool game. Um, yeah, a bunch of N64 stuff's coming out on the Switch now. Pretty so. dope. 
check that out if you got the Nintendo Switch online or Nintendo online and expansion pack or whatever. Um, it's worth it. Honestly, I have that. I have Game Pass and I have the whatever the Sony one is too. And I, it's been worth it. I've certainly used the hell out of it. You know, there's enough free games there to keep you going for a long time. I was going to say, it's nice to just have like and a mountain of free stuff. I get it. I am not all with streaming. I'm not all with games as a service. But right like, now it's working. I don't so. like anything as a service. Yeah. Just right because of working. what it becomes. Like the idea is good. That's what I'm afraid of. But uh, yeah, we'll see. we'll see. Remember when I was like five years ago, I was, I was so excited for streaming. And now it's a dystopian fucking yeah, nightmare. And I'm buying like Blu-rays again like an asshole. Yep. That's the way it works. Which honestly was always going to be that way because uh, unless you were going to download a very, very, very large video file... You were never going to get the quality you got out of oh, a like Blu-ray. 4K, it's like so massive. Even 4K, like yeah, it works, but it's not. It's dark it's not, scenes, especially you can see it. You can still see the artifacting and pixelating. Oh yeah, if you watch that 4K TV, yeah, it's like, like as fuck. Yep, it's you need for movies. You really want like my thing was always like, it's like the vinyl thing now. It's like what I do with vinyl now, where I buy the stuff I really want, and everything else. I can just use Spotify or whatever, right? Yeah, like, like the classics. I'm okay with that. The problem is with streaming, there's nowhere near enough available. They're just not. Like the game streaming services have done a much better job of having good things available. The the regular streaming services is just like a disaster. But anyway. All right. So speaking of remakes and re-releases, this news is pretty cool. Um, so if you like uh, tactical RPGs, you like your mechs, and you like your games a little fucking hard as balls, um, they're doing... Remakes of Front Mission 1, Front Mission 2, and it looks like Front Mission 3. Classic. Uh, all coming out on the Switch. Um, man, I, I have Front Mission 1 on the, I think it was the DS. It might be the DS 3D or whatever, um, or 3DS, whatever that was. Uh, it's They're fun games. Um, they're very old school. right? Yeah. So don't expect them to be super exciting, but... I love those tactical RPG kind of games, and they're fun. Now that we're starting to get things like Super Robot Wars and the SD Gundam games over here, I'm tending to play. I would tend to play one of those more if I haven't played yeah, it yet. Yeah, probably. Just because I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. But if you're into Front Mission, man, you're you're gonna be very happy camper soon. Uh, these are all coming out here. Uh, looks like the first one will be out in October. So, nice. hey, something to look forward to for the holiday season. All right, moving on. I know, I'm killing you with all the video game news. More video game news. <laughs> so Sony uh, has a Team Ninja game coming out, Rise of the Ronin. Um, PS5 exclusive. So, sorry if you can't find a PS5, although, as I stated a while ago, if you want one, I'm not saying you want one, if you want one, there's ways to get them now um, at retail. There's websites that'll help you with that. I, and I don't mean by, like, botting for you. I mean, like, by just telling you who's got them in stock. Um, so, yeah, Team Ninja, who's done... How oh, they do the Neo games? They did Ninja Gaiden back in the day. Not old, old Ninja Gaiden, but... Yeah. The Xbox ones. Uh, yeah, so they, they're dipping their toes into the... Of course, they're dipping their toes into the feudal Japan genre. Um, I suspect this will be the, kind of their version of Sekiro... Maybe with some Ghost of Tsushima mixed in. I mean, since Neo was basically their version of Dark Souls, um, this is guy. I'm just assuming that this is going to be their version of Sekiro. So they always seem to be kind of aping FromSoft's thing. Um, you know, 
Maybe that's not fair because maybe FromSoft aped a lot from Team Ninja back in the day. But uh, that's what that's what's going on. Uh, it looks cool. You know, it it we'll see. I, I played Neo one a bit. I could never get into it. I, I've I don't know. There's people that either really, really love Neo or really, really hate it. It's from everything I've heard, its difficulty feels a lot more unfair than like the from software stuff. And from software stuff occasionally feels very unfair. I was but, gonna say that's pretty fucking bad. But usually <laughs> usually it's pretty fair. And once you get good at from soft games, they're not that bad. They're really not. But if you can't get past that initial hurdle, you're going to cry like a baby in the corner and you're never going to get anywhere. And I get it because it took me years to be like, I don't know if I want to. This is too hard. This is annoying. To finally just be like, fuck it, I'm just going to play them. And then once you get through them enough, you're like, oh, okay, this isn't that bad. Once you've ground it to dust. What, you just, and it's not even that you get awesome. It's just you understand the little things like spacing and distance and whatever. But um, we'll see. Anyway. This is going to be coming out, my guess is next year. No, it might be 2024. Um, yeah, 2024. So in the meantime, I believe that, uh, oh, was it Wolong or whatever? The Journey to the West game is going to be coming out. So something to tide you over, I suppose. And there's, from the hack that happened a while back, there is definitely Elden Ring DLC coming out next year. So you'll have to tide yourself over while you're waiting for uh, Ronan. Maybe I'll play Ghost of Tsushima again. <laughs> Maybe not. It's a long game. And the, the last third is not that interesting. All right. Is this the last bit of video game news? No, it's not, but... Nine. It's the last bit of video game news that's uh, not funny. So this is just a... This is more of just a less, hey, this stuff is coming out, more of a, a trend that's starting to develop. So Blast Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Guilty Gear Strive, and Nino Kuni 2 are all coming out on the Xbox in 2023. So you're starting to see developers move towards the Xbox and you're starting to see sales move towards the Xbox. Sony got a little too big for their britches. Um, their hardware is hard to get. They, they don't like the censorship that's going on. Don't move your headquarters to California. Bad idea. Um, over in Japan, they don't like that. That You know, there's censorship going on. So you're seeing a lot of stuff move to the Switch and move to the Xbox. So now you're starting to see some of the bigger titles over there move as well. We'll see. You know, I don't think it's anything's going to kill Sony. And honestly, I want to make sure there's competition. There needs to be competition. Um, but you're really starting to see more of a push towards the Xbox. Um, you know, with Japanese developers and Japanese games, and that that can only benefit everybody, right? So, something to keep an eye on. Something to look forward to if you, you know, don't want to get multiple consoles and you already have a an Xbox somewhere. And the other thing too is, a lot of the Xbox stuff comes out on PC too. So, you know. If it also comes out on PC, then that helps, obviously. All right. This is the last bit of video game news, I swear. But this one's funny. So uh, have you ever wanted to uh, practice the arts of Hoto Shinken while getting in shape? Yes. Because now you can. Because Fitness Boxing, Fist of the North Star, is coming out in March of 2023. Oh, my God. Will it teach me how to fight like Ken Shiro? In English. I fucking hope it will. for resolving lack of daily exercise and strengthening your physical strength whoa you can enjoy authentic exercise in the world of fist of the north star without changing the functions of fitness boxing (laughs) 
Familiar characters such as Kentro become your instructors. In addition, a new battle mode against rivals has been introduced, allowing you to enjoy the exercise with enhanced action gameplay. Oh, man. Punch your way through the many enemies that stand in your way and aim for victory in the boss battle. God damn. So, uh, yeah, you better get ready to tell a lot of people they're already dead. Um, If you want to get your fat ass in shape, come. Get your fat ass, taku ass off the couch. That's right. March of 2023, you can fitness box your way to freedom. So... I've never, I don't own fitness boxing. Never played it. I assume it's for the Switch. So I'm assuming, um, I'm assuming you use the controllers because they have motion sensing yeah. in both hands and fitness box for freedom. So shit, man. Look forward to that. I mean, I have no interest in fitness boxing, but with Kentro involved, I might buy it out of curiosity. I'll tell you what. I don't need fitness boxing, but I do it just if I could, I don't know, fight round. But I need, I need Hokuto Shinken. Oh, God. I hope they don't Dark Souls you and make him like the first boss. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, right? Uh, Just to ground you into dust so you can like get better later. <laughs> Maybe you have to have your shonen arc. Like. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be amazing if that's how they did it. Like, get up, fatty, and do it. Re- I mean, that's how every front soft game works. Like the <laughs> the first boss you face typically like destroys you, and then you can come back later and like yeah. do work in one way or another. So that's funny. Get good, scrub. It's like Elden Ring trolling shit out of everybody with like the tree sentinel, who's not a super hard boss, but he's just like right outside the beginning area. And if you try to beat him right away, <laughs> good, luck. good luck. Any new character I start, I start, I do not. I've gotten pretty good at the game. I don't bother. It's not worth it. I'll come back later when I get more levels. Um. Anyway, one of the best trolls ever. All right, moving on. So this is a quick bit of news. Crunchyroll will be showing Cruise uh, Dones Island film. Nice. UK, US, Canada, Australia in September. Um, it looks like it's September 21st, 22nd in the UK, 27th, 28th in the US, Canada on the 29th and the October 1st, and one week starting September 29th for Australia. So it's, I don't know if, I don't know how long it's going to be around. It looks like it's only for those couple days. It looks like it's a screening. And then it's going to actually be in theaters at some point. So if it comes Whoa. to any theater near me, I'll go see it. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's really good. I'd give them my money. I'm, I'm going to watch it on here, too. Like, it's such a good movie. I don't mind watching it a bunch of times. I watched it like five times. I don't want to make sure they get the view count because, you know, we watched it before because it was available and I'm not waiting for like three months to watch it. Sorry. You should have released this shit simultaneously. Yeah. I'll Especially when it. you already had subs. I'll watch it like five more times. Like, Ridiculous. Come on, man. Come on, man. They could have pay-per-viewed that shit out of paid them. I'd have yeah. given 20 bucks just to watch it. At any rate. Anyway, Ben, I get your shit together. Yeah, get um, it together. So making me wait around for shit. Or working extra hard to find it. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> apparently the UK one may not. So I gave you the UK dates. Apparently the UK one may or may not happen when it said they would because, you know, recent events in the UK. Apparently the Queen dies and you can't watch Gundam anymore. Sure. That's... Weird. I'm doing a lot of weirdness with that going on. I don't know what it is. Need a uh, a six months of mourning or something. Uh, I don't know. I mean, God save the queen. I'm not. Uh, I'm not anti queen. Yeah, I'm not a hater. I'm, I'm not a Twitter just... socialist. It's just that seems weird that a Gundam film that has nothing to do with you know regicide or anything would be. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. It's a little particular. It's a little weird. <laughs> just a little weird. Um. Anyway, check that out if you can. You know, give. I know Crunchyroll, Evil, all this stuff. They got bought by Sony, right? So, but 
you know, give, show them that Gundam, you like Gundam, show them that Gundam should be brought you over here more. You have to point them in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. That's always the way. Like, streaming services, like, yeah, I I don't like Amazon Prime, but if they bring out something I like, I'm going to watch it, you know? You got to. Yeah, it's, it's the only way they ever get better. All right. So, I almost was going to buy this, but then I saw how much it cost. Uh, so, one thing... So we've been using, um, oh, we have two sake boxes, by the way. So we, we've been, I know, we're getting to it. We've been using, uh, what the heck is that? Uh, tipsy sake. Tipsy, so ti- yeah. Tipsy. So they do like a, a sampler sake box, and they have sake you can order online in the U.S. Prices aren't bad. Like if you go to a local place that has great stuff, fine. You can, but their prices online are not bad. They're pretty. Yeah, they have stuff you just. Yeah, you're probably not going to find. Get. You know, maybe if you're in a big city, you can. Uh, but their prices aren't too bad, and and they got sales, they get points, and they've been reliable. And you know, the one time I had a problem where one bottle broke, like they, they did, they made right on it really quickly, and you know, really, really easily, no problem. So, um, good service. So anyway, this is there's another service that I didn't even know about, Takasan Online. So Takasan Online is a little more bespoke, pricier, sake, Although Tipsy has some pricey stuff too, um, and it also ships to the U.S. So what? What they have is a sake set, an Attack on Titan. Oh damn! Sake set, four bottles of Kikunosato, uh, Dina. There's Aaron, Levi, Titan, Mikasa. I don't know which style each is. Um, they they look they look cool. The bottles look cool. They're full bottles. They're 720 milliliter bottles. Nice. So standard full size sake bottle. Uh here's the problem. Now, it's limited, but here's the problem. I go to the website, and I go, hey, maybe I want to pick this up. This would be cool. $285 for four bottles of sake. Like That's kind of pricey. That's 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 a lot of price. I will pay that if it's a style or a particular one I really, really like. Like, you know, I'm a sucker for the taro and stuff like that. There's no that. taro. But 285 for four bottles is They're probably basic bitch stuff too. Yeah, I mean, what what the hell is that? 7 70 bucks a bottle? It's a little much. 70 bucks it's a, a bottle? strong, I would say. For sake, like look, I know sake gets very expensive, but I've never You know me, I'm a very like there's diminishing returns levels, yeah, right? Yeah, it's got to be something really, really exciting. 70 bucks is like my Japanese whiskey price where like, yeah, exactly. you know, if I want to buy Nika coffee grain like or Nika yeah. coffee malt, like they're around there, right? Anywhere between like 70 and 80, that's that's fine. It's a lot more alcohol for you. There's body. a lot more alcohol in that than there is in sake. That sake is going to be gone instantly. Yeah, I mean, you're Not that I can't make whiskey bottles disappear, but Jesus. Your average... Hundred and seventy-five pound guy is going to drink a seven fifty milliliter in one sitting by themselves. By themselves, if they're going to drink all night and that's their drink, like one bottle of sake used to be the thing. Like one bottle, you're good. Yeah, you're good. If you go over a bottle, you might not be good. Nowadays, it's worse because I'm old. But <laughs> yeah, um, my love is old and doesn't care anymore. <laughs> anyway, this is really cool. So don't get me wrong. Like if you're into it, do it. And I could certainly go buy it, but. I hesitate because it's so goddamn expensive, but it is limited. Does it um, come with something cool besides that? Does it come with like glasses or no. something? 
Just bottles. Bottle. There's boxes. There's cool boxes with cool <sighs> art. Cool boxes just get destroyed by the cat. I, I know. This is the problem. Like you're right about like where's if it came with a set of sake cups or something. I'd be sake sorely set, tempted. Then yeah. I would be sorely tempted. But you know for the sake. Cups. Sorry, not that tempted. Um, but anyway, go check it out if you're into that. It is limited. It's as of today, right now, time of recording. This is the 15th of September. It looks like it's still available. Um, can I add it to cart? Gift Ginjo. Order now. Huh? Uh, it says order now. Yeah, it's got to add to cart. So it is still available as of right now. Uh, if you want to go check it out, check it out. Check it out. If somehow you're watching this a year from now, well, you're probably screwed. <laughs> you're go, to, go to Tipsy. Go to Tatanka's Tatanka. I just said Tatanka. Takasan, Takasan's website, and uh, you know, see if there's something there you want. And no, we don't get paid by them, but if you want to pay us, you know, go right ahead. All right, so the last bit of news, we got a lot of news today. This is gonna be a little long episode. This is like a episode and a half episode. Um, so I don't know why someone did this now and didn't wait, but uh, French publisher JBE Books has taken the first. First, 102 volumes of One Piece <laughs> and made them into one giant 21,540-page book. Oh, my God. It's amazing. With a 50-print run. I can only picture. It must be like eight feet wide. Uh, it's uh, And they talk about why they did it. You know, It's a commentary and this and that or whatever, but it's pretty cool. It's The picture is ridiculous. It's like the length of a table <laughs> it's insanity that's pretty funny um very freaking cool let's see 12 by 18.5 by 80 centimeters jesus 80 cent what's that in freedom units hmm. 80 centimeters 31 and a half inches i was gonna say so like thirty centimeters is like a little less than three feet. So one point one one point two inches ish. It's a beast. Um, so anyway, I don't know why they did this. I would just go look it up and check it out online because it's kind of cool, kind of cool thing to see. Um, it's a funny idea. I appreciate their uh, gusto. It's an awesome coffee table it, book. It'll take up way too much room. But. And I hope they do another edition once it's all out. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you'd read that. You'd like put it on a table and like lean over it. Put it on a table. You put it on the floor and you get a step ladder and you got to go to the top to read the first page. I guess. Yeah. Right? Like think about it. It's oh, yeah, ridiculous. Thinking, I was thinking of it sideways, but yeah, if you got to read it, you'd have to have it. Yeah, like, from the top. It's pretty I don't even know. You can't read it. It's not meant to be read. Okay, you need a high chair. It's never meant to this, this chair, chair be high. high says I. <laughs> anyway, on that wackiness. That's the news. Boom. News is over. Okay. We got double episodes because we were lazy last week. Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Okay. Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. They f- Two weeks ago, they got into the backstory of the Swordfish Knight, who's like an old guy. And he, like he's ridiculous because he, had- he has a giant swordfish on his helmet. No, That's they don't true. even wear helmets. <sighs> Fucking they, all they, Japan. They have, we got to talk about what knights they are. They have no helmets, no armor. They just have a random animal that sits on their head and 
kind of powers. So pure fashion souls got it. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Except nobody else can see it unless you're a a beast knight. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? It's your spirit animal. Yeah, basically. So anyway, they get into the backstory of the swordfish knight who has crazy powers. He had crazy powers that had nothing to do with this. He could just see the fucking future. He saw his entire life. He knew exactly what it would lead up to. He knew when he was going to die the entire time. And he's That's like, tough. And I mean, he knows everything. So he like he takes on apprentices, basically, and just teaches them how to not suck in general. <laughs> you know, yeah. sword fighting, blah, blah, blah. But he's like fucking 200 years old or something. It's ridiculous. So anyway, his whole life leads up to... They give him a ton of backstory. I won't get into it. You can watch it. But... um. I, I do intend to watch it. It sounds so wacky. I got to see it. Unless you're telling me the end is shit, I'm watching it. Oh, no. I mean, then manga's all out, and I read it years ago. So I know the ending's not shit. Anyway, it's one of those things that people have been waiting to be am- animated for fucking ever, and they finally got off their ass. And yeah. Did. Anyway, so his whole life builds up to him training two of the other Beast Knights. They're these two little girls. Like, one's the... Turtle Knight and the other one's a chicken knight. <laughs> runs around the fucking chicken oh my on her God. head. But anyway, like both their powers are like complementary. So he had to like train them to use them like together and blah blah blah. Can I be the head pigeon knight? Yes, head pigeon nice. knight. <laughs> you got head pigeons. I gotta go to the nurse. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know. He's like a funny character. And it was hilarious because when he met his spirit animal, he like freaked out. He's like, oh, man, I knew it was coming, but you're so ridiculous looking. He's like a swordfish, like skittering around outside. (laughs) He's going to attack. It's the stench, man. Anyway. So that episode was that, and it led up to the chicken night and the, well, I mean, he obviously knows when he's going to die, so this was, like, the last thing he did before. The last hurrah. Yeah, basically. So he was, like, an old man. That's cool. That's a cool character. It's weird. He's, like, a, they waste a ton of time developing these really awesome characters that last, like, one to three episodes. <laughs> so it's kind of a bummer. And you get super attached to them, and I think that's why people, like, really liked it. This worked a lot better in Valkyrie Profile when, like, you have the whole character arc. And then they die, but you're Valkyrie, and you're like, ah, Maya and Harry are. Let's go murder stuff. Yeah, exactly. It works a lot better when it works that way. That's anyway, true. But anyway, well, I mean, the other guy that died gave Yuhei his powers, like kind of gifted them to him. Otherwise, Yuhei kind of sucks. <laughs> but aside from being the main character, it's just kind of interesting because they really are good at character development. They really get you like into the characters, and then they're like, no, you're dead. You serve your purpose. It's kind of funny. It's a little One Piece of them, too. One Piece is very good at like flushing out the most random side characters. Like, let's flesh out the villain right before he's about to get smoked. Although, <laughs> right. usually they don't kill their villains. It's very interesting. I love the way Oda does it. Yeah. Anyway. He's a magician at that. He really is. So anyway, this that was basically two weeks ago. Last week was a hilarious beach episode. But a lot of shit got done. Basically, they fight... Um, there's a little beach action. They fight the seven-eyed golem. It's a lot of eyes. And, like, as they're about to fight, like, it's all building up to fight the seven-eyed golem. And when they fight him, 
Animus shows up and like zips away with Yuhei and the princess because that's the like two best fighters. What a dick move! And like zips them back to the beach because they go up, they see the golem come down because there's like for some reason when the golem co- like appears, a giant sword comes out of the earth. Okay, fair enough. I mean, not literally, but you see like you know a giant sword. So they know roughly where it is. So they all go up to the mountains. They're gonna fight it. Animus shows up. Bam! Blinks those two back to the beach, and they have like a long talk. And the horse knight is the hilarious old detective. That is an awesome character, too. But he figures out how to, you know, they all basically, all the shittier fighters figure out how to beat this thing. And, you know, Chicken Knight and <laughs> Chicken Knight and fucking Turtle, Turtle Knight. Knight do their super special attack. Nice. Everything works out. And then that other dork. Oh, what the hell is his name? I forget what his animal is. It's not Cat. That's the guy with the glasses that's up to no good. Of course. It's Cat Knight. Shit, what is this animal? Oh, the dog. Yep. He's the kid that was the brother of the guy that died several episodes ago and kind of replaces him. But he's always trying to fight Yuhei because he wants to be the strongest fighter. And his the dog is just an asshole, <laughs> which is funny. Classic. But he tries, like, instead of fighting the golem, he runs to try to fight Animus because, I mean, he's the guy you're supposed to be fighting. And, like, everything is resolved by the time he gets there. <laughs> and then, like, Yuhei's talking to uh, Horse Knight on the phone, and he tells What's-His-Face that he missed both fights. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, That's a, a good setup. I like that. You're a dumbass. But then there's some shit where Yuhei and uh, Semidare are talking, like the princess. Yep. About what they're going, you know, their nefarious plans for later. And uh, Snake Knight, who has a crush on Yuhei because he saved her, happens to be walking by and overhears them. So now she's like conflicted. And then there's the whole thing with Owl Knight, who's actually working for Animus. Not very well, though, because he just a lot of ends, stands a lot of there and doesn't do anything. Yeah, there's like mm-hmm. a lot of shit going on. And then the Cat Knight, the guy with the glasses from three weeks ago, that was like kind of his yep. episode. He's still like trying to figure out how to be animus so he's got like some nefarious plan they don't really get into it but he knows that owl knight is like on the take but he doesn't say anything so you know he's like up to something that's yeah that's typical sinister stuff that's classic that's classic little (laughs) finger yeah right so anyway that's basically those two episodes um call the night call the night uh the first one was uh seri which is one of the vampire chicks that kidnapped him like yep a couple episodes ago she's like it opens up with her just hanging out and all these dudes are like texting her constantly because they're like super simps and they have the thirst and she's just like super bored with it because i guess you would get bored with that after a while sure i mean it makes sense and then she sees ko like walking and she just goes up to hassle him because he's fun to hassle he's just one of those guys fun to hassle so they're like hanging out and like she drags him to karaoke (laughs) <laughs> and every time Seri like tries to do anything like she just ran up to give him a hug <laughs> it's like the funniest scene and um Natakusa just like comes out of the bushes and knees her in the face <laughs> it's that's so classic funny. that's classic harem show stuff and it's funny because like he he doesn't have to like care because she's always creeping and if anything tries to touch him it's gonna get destroyed yeah. like, even when like it's like she knows but anyway so the Sari and Kogo, uh, she drags him to karaoke eventually. 
And like one of the dudes who's simping on her like shows up and he's like a zombie like trying to get Oh in. Jesus. And like the whole rest of the um like the whole rest of the episode is about Seri and this dude's relationship and how like he knows she's not really into him and like he just wants to be friends with her, but like she uses you know, she's got that vampire hotness and it's like hard yeah, to just sure. like stay friends and not like get into the simp zone. And not sim. And then eventually it all works out where she's wicked bored and just wants a friend. So she turns him into a vampire. Yeah. And then Ko is super fucking jealous. He's like, God damn it. Like, I'm I've been so working hard. for this. But Nanakus is a pain in the fucking ass, so you yeah. know what I mean. Yep. But it was just a funny episode. So. Very classic. Because that, like that's all a lot of classic tropes, but well, Ko basically using them well. gives him this pep talk. You know, like Yeah, yeah. No, that's a classic trope. He goes straight Jordan Peterson on his ass and like tells him how to clean his room, get his shit together. Yep. <laughs> and then when he like he explains uh, like his whole feelings, and then Sari's like deeply moved, and she's just like, Man, I'm lonely. Like I just want a friend. Vampire chicks are all assholes, <laughs> like blah blah blah. It's funny because as they go along, all the vampire chicks are doing exactly what they were. Yeah. Fucking shitting on Nagusa. This is a classic structure. Oh yeah, no, it's perfect. It just That's is. why it's so good. Though. Smart, like, yeah. You know, everything is super. Classic. It work. It's it's a classic structure because it works, right? Very oh yeah, good. it's like all the characters are great. Like the premise is great, even though the premise is very loose. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can easily sure. see where it's going. It's really good. And so the second episode was, oh, hang on, let me look up her name so I don't sound like a fucking retard. For like I mean, two seconds. Whether you sound like one or not. <laughs> Midori. That's the other vampire chick that's like sh- she's like short and has like black hair. Yep. Kind of very uh very Moe style. Anyway, for some reason, oh, her thing is she works at a maid cafe. And that's how okay. she that's how she sucks in the dudes. <laughs> Literally figure. Yeah. Understood. So anyway. You could say she sucks Somebody, the life out of them. <laughs> right. Somebody can't, like, one of the chicks that works there cancels, and she can't find a replacement. And she, But she doesn't want to find just any replacement because she doesn't want a replacement. Like, if she asks some of the other vampire chicks, they're just going to pull her same game. You sure. Know I mean? It'll be too much competition. <laughs> so she gets Hanakusa to do it because she knows she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> she's like, I just want money. I'm broke. <laughs> so anyway, there's a whole funny thing where... Like, of course, Ko ends up there while they're both working. Of course. And there's this other chick who's not a vampire that used to be, like, the top maid there. But then when Midori showed up, of course, she took the top spot. So then this chick is, she's not mad, but she's kind of like, you can tell she's, like, bummed out about it. And then some pictures of her show up on the internet. They're, like, creep shots. Yeah. Classic otaku creep shots. Sure. But anyway, so... Co has to play detective and like figure out who took the creep shots and stuff. And it's like a whole fun Sherlock Holmes thing. Okay. Which is, it ends up a good episode. It's classic. Yeah. They all have like great. That's a classic throwaway episode setup, though. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it was. It had the same like Co. Jordan Peterson's everybody at the end. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like. Well, they're obviously them. going one direction with that. And you know how that's going to end. So. At any rate. Is entertaining. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, um, is Black Summoner interesting enough to talk about, or should we move on? <laughs> nah, it's finally getting. To I the joke. Point. So a couple episodes ago was the same shit as every other episode. 
They keep training, blah, 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 super powerful. For some reason, the um, uh, the god of reincarnation yep. that for some reason he can summon. Godwin the Golden? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I got Elden <laughs> Ring in my brain. All right. Um, if you summon her, like one of her pa- special powers she gives you is you could summon a hero from another world. Okay. So he has to decide whether he wants to resurrect a dead person because there's two ways you could do it if you know you're fucking Izakai. You could either resurrect a dead person. Well, not resurrect them, but like reincarnate them in the different world. Yep. Or you could just suck somebody out of a fucking classroom or a library or sure. whatever fuck your trope du jour is. Yeah, yeah. You can, so you he has can to, bring in your latest neat from Japan. Yeah, so he has to decide like which one is like the last less shitty to do obviously it's reincarnating someone i don't even know why you had to think about it yeah give me a dead person another shot you know so of course it's like it's never gonna be a guy yeah but what if it's like hitler you know it could be a problem nah man this works on izakai rules it's cute girl every fucking time what if it's girl hitler (laughs) well maybe it is what's that that chick from uh oh what the was the little girl with the the plan to take over the world oh fuck that show is funny as shit yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah, God, I wish No one I else knows what we're talking about, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you watch a lot of anime for the last few years, it was only two or three years ago it was on. Yeah. That was a really good show. Yeah. It was like eight years ago. It was on, Panda sure. Army or something. Yes. Ridiculous. Anyway. He reincarnates so, someone. Yeah. It's Cute little, girl, of course. Yeah. Like, he makes her pretend he's his sister so people don't get wise. So now, let's see, he has a god. Um, a ridiculous ghost night. Do you need anything more than that? I mean, you can just stop there. Like I'm good. a hero from another world that he like. I don't know. Has not is quite as good as him, but like will be as powerful as him eventually. Um, the crazy elf chick, the elf's the half elf slave chick that he bought, and has crazy powers. Even the fucking. The maids that work at his mansion are like so, super powerful. Who the fuck's he fighting? Oh, at? Demon Princess. Well, yeah, Demon Princess. So who the fuck's he fighting at the end of the season? One Punch. Like you know, he's gonna fight Saitama. Jesus Christ! What do you need all these people for? So second episode. Kind of bullshit. Second episode comes in with, like, there's a foreign country that's gonna invade, and I believe he's gonna have to do something about it. That's where they're going with it. So finally, he has to fight a whole army. You can't have this ridiculous like band. That crew of, sounds like, like an entire army is not a problem. That's my point. Like that's where I was hoping they had to ramp it up to. Because you can't just these guys just can't fight anybody. They're like fucking. I mean, like they ang- are an army. Angry Ron? Like he's <laughs> yeah, gonna right. fight somebody. <laughs> yeah, right. It's getting ridiculous. They're prime arc tier. You need yeah. You need like blade breakers or some shit. Anyway. Exactly. So anyway, it's finally going somewhere. Good. I'm kind of stoked on the rest we'll of it. We'll see. Now. I'm curious to see if From it, what I heard... Does it pull it out? You know what I mean? From what Sean said, there's like probably three seasons worth of stuff. Okay. Of just fighting that army and all this other shit. Yeah, so well, we'll see. At any rate, that's how it is. All right. And uh, I believe that's all my that's, shit for the week. That's the latest episodes. All right. It's a lot of episodes. Like I said, this is a double extra, double stuff episode. They were all solid episodes, man. All right. So... Got to get them in. Let's... Speaking of solid episodes, let's move on to Primal. Let's talk about some Primal. Oh, yeah. Since we literally just watched the last um, the last episode. Well, last probably the now. second to last episode for the season. I would Clear imagine setup. it was 10. This was 9. Yeah, the first season was 10. But we'll see. Could be more. 
Um, maybe they'll surprise us with another Victorian episode. That'd All be right. cool. Actually, that would be awesome. I would like. I don't. Well, spinoff. Anyway, doesn't even have to be Victorian. It could be some other. I don't even era. care. Getting Tartakovsky. Just I don't. Anything he does, I'm watching. It's well. It's, Except Hotel Transylvania. He did that, didn't he? Uh, they all have to do that to make that. He did that to make though. money. I don't care about That's that. That's like, uh, what did Robert Rodriguez do? Uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Was that him? Oh, oh no, Spy, Spy Kids. Kids. Spy Kids. Yeah. Oh, Happy fucking, Feet. Um, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Miller. George Miller. George Miller. That new movie that he's doing looks crazy. I'm interested in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand years along. I'm not going to go see it, but. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. When I can sit on my couch and watch it, I'm in. Primal. So. Parts two and three of the Colossus, the Colossus or whatever. We so we talked about a couple the weeks Colossus ago. The Colossus arc. Basically, Spear and Fang and Mira all got, see, I can remember her name this time, um, all got caught by, like, giant ship Egyptians, basically. Yeah. Like, the giantest ship you've ever seen in the ancient world. And they're being used to, like, just, I don't know, take, I don't even know if they're taking over places. I think they're just looting and raiding places. Yeah, they seem like they're just raiding. They're like Egyptian Vikings, right? Because this... This one woman is in charge. She's got no name. I mean, maybe there's a name somewhere. But <laughs> Awful no name. McBitch. <laughs> she is the worst. She is the absolute worst. And like you said, like, there's nothing woke going on in this show at all. Like, you got a, a, a dark-skinned woman who's evil as hell. You got, like, the dark-skinned super colossus tribe that's, like, super awesome and chill and, like, you know, was wrongfully taken by the evil Egyptians. Like, you got... Every, it doesn't matter. Like it's just it, it operates on old school rules, man. Like equal opportunity. Aside from the Vikings, like Spears, the only white guy. Yeah, pretty much. And Which even he's he's very Conan. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, so all three of them in the dinosaur. So Spear Fang, so the dinosaur, the caveman, and Mira, who's the uh, he was with the Egyptians before, but like not these Egyptians. Phoenician or something. Yeah, exactly. This all seems to be taking place Mediterranean, Middle Eastern style, right? Yeah. Africa, so Northern Africa, and then that's just it's judging got, by everything that's going be, on. It's got to be because if you want it's a white caveman and, like, all these other, like, there's only one and place the that they can all kind of meet. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar. So, very cool. Very Robert E. Howard. I mean, my God, if you like Robert E. Howard stuff, you like Conan and you're not watching this, you're an idiot. Like, get get your ass in gear and watch it. Whatever way you got to do it, watch it. Uh, so anyway, so the Colossus, the Colossus or whatever, giant guy. And come to find out, there's a whole village of giant guys that got raided yeah. and, and, and captured. But giant guy, he's being controlled because the main evil girl has his daughter. Right? Has his Just daughter. like she has like eggs. She had the eggs, and then they hatch. So she's got the two tiny dinosaurs, right? Um, so the first episode is a lot of raiding, and then they try to break out. Uh, so Spear tries to break out, and it just – he can't quite do it. So the Colossus guy just doesn't help. He's he's unwilling to help. He doesn't help, right? He just sits in his cell and doesn't help out, right? So the dinosaur, Fang, and, and Spear, they go, and they try to break out, and they just can't quite get there. So finally in this episode, finally, you get the backstory on the Colossus guy. So this is the ninth episode. You get the – backstory on him and he's you know he's there to kill the dinosaur because now she's got the two baby ones she can raise so she doesn't care about the the mommy dinosaur anymore fang um so he's gonna kill the dinosaur and then you know what's gonna happen so you get to see the whole backstory with him and his tribe and how they got captured um and then of course he lets the dinosaur loose and of course he whips the giant axe he had (laughs) at the evil woman uh and then all hell breaks loose and 
You know, there's everybody, there's a melee, everybody fights, there's awesome fight scenes. Just the brutality of the show is phenomenal. Oh, so much stomping and like just biting people, things in half. I've not seen this many people turn to juice since an 80s like anime OVA. Even like, the two little God. dinosaurs like maul is to death. Oh, yeah. They're so just, bad. they're brutal. It's great. Um, and then this time, since he, he helps, they succeed, right? And he goes down to the hold of the ship and realizes that. His entire group, you know, tribe of people are the ones rowing this giant his ship. His entire fucking tribe of giant. Like, they're all giant. They're, they're all huge. Not as big as him, but almost as they're big They're Primark as him. size. They're like 12 feet tall. Yeah, they're, they're huge. Fucking 10 feet massive. tall. I'm like, how'd you even get captured? And you find out why. Very good storytelling, right? Because they're all pacifists. They're yeah, all- they make it very apparent in the flashback that they're all super docile. Very docile. Like, he's the only one who ever did anything. It's because his daughter was threatened. Yeah. It's the only reason he did anything. Because he was. they show him even like showing his daughter, hey, you know, take this spider outside. Don't try to kill it. Yeah. So he's very docile. Um, but they try to, they come at his daughter, man. He ain't taking that shit. And then that's that's what happens this time again. He's like, that's it. No more. I'm done. There's an awesome scene at the end where he's standing above all his... Um, his tribesmen. His oh, tribesmen. The like, they're all rowing. And then he just starts fucking juicing, oh. you know, all these uh Yeah, so Egyptian all the troops... Guys. So we said a couple episodes ago, like, all this, all this Egyptian woman's troops, they're chumps. They're always chumps. She's only succeeding because of him. They're fucking because of Fang and Spear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everybody else just sucks. And just like weight of numbers, probably before yeah, she yeah, got yeah. Fagin Spear. She certainly just, she's got the Zap brand again, like, yeah. <laughs> fight but, strategy. But anyway, they're all rowing and they're just like looking up at him, juicing all these idiots. And then all of a sudden, one's like, one stops. <laughs> and like, the guy goes to whip him. He just grabs a whip and juices him. Oh, no. He grabs and, a whip. He pulls the guy towards him and, and just punches, punches his, his head, off. head off. Oh, my God. And then after the that, they're all like, no, fuck this. We're going to go like, destroy yeah. these people. And that's it. That's it. Woman, she gets what's coming to her. You know this is going to happen from the beginning because they make her so evil in, in the best way possible. Um, and it, it's just great. It's the good catharsis, right? But then... They remind you right at the end, like, oh, well, this wasn't the real threat. This was a diversion because our boy, the the old man, I don't even know. He's got a name, but the Viking guy, the Viking guy who got killed, the last survivor of that village that Fang and Spear had to kill because they had all the slaves and they had Mira um, and they were fighting him. He turned into a demon. We talked about this a couple episodes ago or last episode, and now he's. He's literally on fire as a giant demon guy, and he's walking across the water. As yeah, he's like, was fucking Jesus. He's walking across the top of the ocean, like, stomping towards And the Colossus him. guy's just like, huh. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, what is this? <laughs> we should get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, so um, Fang, it ends, you know, Fang and Spear going their own way with... Um, yeah, they stole another Fang boat. Fang and Spear with Mira have a smaller boat, and they're going their own way. All the Colossus guys are all, you know, on the big ship, and but now they're being stalked, right, by the by the demon so that i'm assuming the last episode they're gonna have to deal with that so we'll see how that shakes out uh it's gonna be good you know i i'll say it ahead of time I, it, this show has never never once for even half a second disappointed me nothing it's was so better good. than that scene where he looks far off and there's just something on fire <laughs> like and i thought on it was top of the ship. water it's like yeah it's like that a ship on fire <laughs> and then they like pan into it, it's like holy fuck <laughs> like, yeah, it's really good <laughs> it's so awesome. so yeah if you're not if you're not aboard yet i know we say this every time watch primal oh my god, oh, god i can't wait till next so week so good so good it is it's the best 
it's the best like western animation of the past 20 years maybe like fucking batman the animated series is up there but like yeah you know, but that's not 20 that's like 30. there's not much Shh. in between <laughs> yeah like justice league unlimited i suppose was 20 years ago and this is a whole different thing it's just it's so i can't the visual storytelling is off the charts like there's no dialogue there's it's phenomenal handfuls of adventure time episodes that are that good yeah well, only handfuls you yeah. know what i mean it's just this thing is just it builds and it builds and it builds. Yeah, I mean, Venture like, Brothers, and we talk about a lot of good Western animation that's good for a lot of reasons, but my God, like, no, just, this is an actual, this is an artistic masterpiece. It really is. I know is. I say it all the time. This is an actual, legitimate masterpiece. And it's bringing the, the spirit of Robert E. Howard to life without doing a direct adaptation. This is the thing we're always talking about, right? Like, mm-hmm. taking the spirit of the thing instead of, see, it's the opposite of what Disney does, right? Like, Let's take the trappings of the thing and crush the spirit of it and do garbage with the trappings of it. Wear it like a skin suit. This is the exact opposite. This is none of the trappings of the thing. Not really. Some references. But it's the spirit of it. This oh, is the absolutely. spirit of Robert E. Howard. Because that was like the core of his thing. It was just sav- and Edgar Rice it was savagery, man. Right? There's definitely some... Uh, some John Carter and you oh, know, yeah, 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 some yeah. Tarzan going on here too, right? Yep. Like, obviously. So, really goddamn cool. Um, God, just watch it. It's all on HBO Max. I don't know where it is in other countries. Find it. I don't care how you have to find it. Watch this damn show. Treat yourself. Yeah. All right. Well, you'd think we'd come close to the end, but we're not. Long fucking episode. We got Gundam Witch for Mercury to talk about. We oh, can't yeah. not talk about it because this was also really good. Um, it was a damn fine setup for a series is what it was. It was a good setup for a series. So the prologue's out there. The It, it was free on YouTube. I don't know if it still is, but it was... It's out there, right? So I don't see why they. It's probably still it free on YouTube. If it's not free on YouTube, track it down. It's worth it. Um, so the animation style. So, okay, let me not talk about animation style yet. Let me go backwards. So the episode itself is it's a setup. It's got the main character, and this is not really a spoiler because the main character's name is known um, for the show. When she's a little girl, she's like four years old, right? And her parents are in this episode, and they're all on a space station. It looks like it's. And lo and behold, they build... Companies. It looks like it's probably outside the Earth sphere. It's further out. So it's in the future. And it seems like the primary theme is um, human augmentation, right? More than any of the other shows, Gundam shows, human augmentation. like, And not just augmentation, but prosthetics. Space and, fucks you up, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, humanity can't really be in space without some sort of augmentation, right? And, and you know, if you lose a limb, you lose this, you lose that, you need... Robot arms, robot legs, robot whatever, right? Um, robot torso, robot back. Oh, I need a robot back. So they have this thing, and this is this is a good story setup where the Gund system, which is just the interface between man and machine, and in order to get enough funding to do it, they have to go into military applications. Of course they do. So of course they do. So it's a good. It's a very smart. Just setup. like real life. This is why I'm excited because it's a smart setup. I'll talk about the animation. Some things I'm a little leery about, but it's a very good setup. So they have to get. So they partner with Ox Ox Earth. I think is the name of the company, and they're doing you know mobile suit development. They're doing you know obviously it makes sense, right? Like if you're doing man-machine interface for prosthetic parts while man-machine interface for an entire giant mecha to kill people is and fight in wars is a good idea you um, would think so the whole setup is 
yeah, there's some other companies that aren't so cool with this because if they if they were able to really develop this, to, there's a couple things going on. One, there's the the moral aspect because unfortunately the gun system, gunned with a D system is mostly kills you. It's yeah. It, it if if they could tune it right, it's probably going to be the best system, right? It's going to be the like you know like it's your own arm, right? Before it got cut off, right? It's everything's perfect, but. It's not, and it, it it has a wear on the users. And now that they've tried to do military applications, scale it up. This is all very Warhammer 40k, by the way, like uh, Titan operators, right? Oh yeah, they like, just get torched after a while. Exactly, it burns people out. It burns. It just burns out their minds. It even has physical side effects, and it's very bad, right? If if they interface too hard and it goes into overload and all that good stuff, right? So, um, all the other companies that you get the moral angle, where some of them are. I think they're just playing at moral principles, but they're like, morally, you can't allow this company to do this, right? Like, it's evil to let them basically use humans as guinea pigs. And yeah, yeah, they're making weapons of war, but come on, man, this is ridiculous. Um, but there's also the fact that other companies are scared shitless because if they perfect the technology, clearly they're going to be yeah. way ahead of everybody Leaves else. Ahead. So there's both those things going on. So again, very smart setup. For a show, um, Gundam's always good for that. Like even when I don't like the show that much, like their setups are always, they're always good. Except Seed Destiny. Seed Destiny is just silliness. But um, <laughs> even regular Seed that has a good setup. Wacky. It's a bit of a retread, but it's a good setup. So anyway, the main character uh, Eric is uh, the Eric. Eric, you know, like you can tell the difference. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, is at the Eric Samaya. So her and her mother on the station, the woman who created the gun system is there too. Um, the old lady. And, yeah, the old, and they get, then they get raided, right? Of course they get raided by the other companies. They take a bold move to be like, no, no, no. We have these. And they even say it like, yeah, we're pushing the boundaries of what we're allowed to do. But, you know, under these various agreements, we can do this. So we're going to go do it. We're going to push the boundaries. We're going to go do it. We're going to raid the station. It gets pretty bloody. Kill some people. The Gundam suits launch, one of them with Eric's father, and, you know, bad things are going to happen, right? And it's her birthday, worst birthday ever. <laughs> Party like it's your birthday. And, you know, the Gundam suits do work. You can see why they're a threat, right? Because they can, they take out a lot of other units. It's got um, funnels. But then one of the enemy pilots comes out, and he's got a system that can shut down that Gundam system. Yeah. Right. He could shut. How the fuck he got that? He can interfere. And yeah, who knows? I'm sure one of the other companies is working on it. Right. Or maybe there was a mole. I'm sure we'll find out. He can shut it down. So he gets out there and he, he causes havoc. And, um, there's some disturbing stuff that happens. You know, there's some with her father, like there's the, you know, you can't shut the system off and you're hearing him basically sing happy birthday to his daughter as he's suiciding himself to save his daughter. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Classic so, Gundamness. Classic Gundam, right? And then the daughter, of course, like the show starts out where the the mother of the main character, well, what's going to be the main character of the the series, um, can't like sync well enough with the Gundam suit to make it work. The latest Gundam suit can't get can't do it. When the daughter gets in there, it happens. And the old lady who created the system is the one who's like, "Oh, hey, check this out, daughter. Like, ooh, see if you can interface like." 
you know she did some shit. You know uh, they reference there was some stuff in there. No, but they make a point to say that she goes. The little kid goes down there all the time, yep. you know, by herself. Whether so. there could even be genetic engineering, there could be all sorts of stuff. Who going knows? On. They plant a lot of seeds. It's very cool. Uh, but she's able to interface, and then like a kid, she's playing. It's so brutal. Like she's just like, oh look. I'm going to, like, blow up these other moments. Oh, yeah, she's just, like, it's like a touch screen. She just goes, boop, 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 on all the, like, you know, enemy units. And they they all just get, like, like, oh, it's pretty. They all just get funneled to death. (laughs) It's it's crazy. Pretty savage. Very cool. A very good setup. Will it be good? Who knows? Like, Iron-Blooded Orphans had a great setup and a great series, and then it, oh, at the end. Um, But this is a good, I'm I'm excited. So, reservation. My one reservation is... The art style is very agey. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a little more cartoonish than I would like for a series with these themes. Yeah. I wish it was a little grittier. <laughs> Those are adult themes. Yeah, I just wish it was a little grittier. It's And not that it's, you know, there's blood, there's violence, there's, you know, typical Gundam stuff, but it's, you know, all the Gundams are beam weapons and nothing looks dirty and it's all very shiny and clean. Yeah. Like, uh, look, maybe the series will do it differently and, and that's not the end of the world. That's not the worst thing ever. The story's good. Who cares? But that's my only reservation is it's got that bit of like... I like my Gundam gritty. It's a little too slick. It's a little too slick. But that's that's kind of the sin of modern Gundam in general. Um, it's true. I just... I, I like my Gundam a little grittier is all. I like my OHMS team, man. That's what I like. Yeah, dirty. Anyway, grandma. do you have any other thoughts on this before we move on to no, the last thing? pretty much with you. The setup was fantastic. I like that it's very adult-themed. A lot of threads to pull. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. So, yeah, this could be a really good one. It has potential. Lots. I'm just excited to see another Gundam side story. Now, I'd be more excited for more UC Gundam. And where's my second, you know, Noah? It sounds like she's going to be a savage terrorist, which I'm down with that. Or Hathaway, whatever. Where's my second Hathaway? But Yeah, oh, yeah, it could be. I mean, the witch from Mercury. Or the, although that feel- seems like she's going to rain on your college ass disco. Yeah, it feels like it could be. There's going to be a lot of corporate versus corporate warfare going on. Probably, so, yeah. I guess a terrorist, but one man's terrorist, another man's treated fighters, another one's well, that's another the- man's corporate mercenary. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, you know what I mean? It feels very like it's going to be a lot of corporate mercenary shit yeah, going well, on. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's, which Gun- is cool. if it's Gundam, there has to be at least three sides, and one of them has to be a corporation. Yeah, not everything has to be UC where, like, there's one evil corporation feeding everybody. This feels like it's going to be like corporation on corporation violence. Probably, yeah. So we'll see how it turns out, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm kind of sad the episode doesn't come out for a while, but I definitely recommend you go check it out. Yeah, it was a nice teaser. I was glad they did that. Yeah, I'm glad they did a full episode. It was good. amped on it. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, well, now we can move on to the final bit. To the thing. To the thing. Wicked City. I was wondering why the fuck this seems so familiar and why I liked it so much. And then you told me who did it. And I'm yep. like, oh, so it this, all makes sense now. This is an 80s anime movie, and uh, it's based on a book by Hideyuki Kikuchi, who did Vampire Hunter D. Boom. And Dark Side Blues, That's if you're familiar with that at all. Um, so it's, you know, you, you once you see that, you're like, oh, these things make sense to me now. Um, was also directed by uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri, uh, who also did um, Demon City Shinjuku, which I know you deny seeing. He also did Ninja Scroll. He I'm also sure did Vampire to Deed Bloodlust. I'm sure I saw it. I just don't remember it. Uh, he also did Goku Midnight Eye. It says we're going to do it next week. Cyber City Oedo. I'll get to see it again. Yeah, like 
this guy did a lot of those very classic, you know, the director did a lot of very classic um, 80s and 90s OVAs and movies. So just very, very cool. Like, Kawa Jerry, man, he's, he just does some cool shit. So, he's got the stuff. So anyway, Wicked City. So there's, like, the, the human world. So it's in the... I wouldn't say the future. It's like alternate fucking 80s Tokyo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Alternate 80s Tokyo. Maybe it was the future at the time, but it doesn't feel like the future. Uh, Where, you know, there's our world and the demon world. And, you know, there's a pact that's been going on for hundreds of years between our world and the demon world. And on this night, they have to renew the pact. And they have to get this old man, um, Giuseppe. Giuseppe, my aunt. Giuseppe is a hilarious fucking name oh, he's the for best. an anime character. Uh, yeah, it really is. Um, you know, to safely to the uh to the kind of location or transdimensional location, whatever. Wherever the fuck they're gonna sign Wherever the they're gonna sign that pact, right? Because if the pact falls apart, like the demon world will prey on the human world. And you know, it starts out with some toothy vagina action. Yeah, it's really hilarious. Where the the main character Renzaburo Taki. That is what reminded me of Ninja Scroll. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Renzaburo, he uh you know, he gets ensnared a bit. Um he he, inv- he manages to avoid getting his junk bit off. Just he, barely. Yeah, because he's a uh what are they <laughs> Because called? he's the main black guard or whatever. Yeah, black guard. Yeah, so he's a he's a salary man by day, but he really what is that's his cover because he's really uh you know, interdimensional he's a, cop. He's a fucking operator. Yeah, he, you know, he he makes sure that demons are towing the line and following the agreement, and he'll take them out if he has to. Um. So anyway, to uh, guard the shit, Giuseppe, it's it's Renzaburo and then Maki. So the this girl from um from the other side, the demon side, uh, and she looks human, but she's not technically. Uh, and then the two of them have to go together and of course there's going to be romance and whatever you know so romantic and uh that's actually the secret plan you know not to give too much away but there's a secret plan going on um and they have to get giuseppe to the place right like to wherever this is going to be they're going to sign the and giuseppe the is the most hilarious dirty old man on earth he's the most hilarious dirty old man he's, he's like 150 200 years old he's the dirty old man archetype basically he immediately needs to go to a freaking hostess club <laughs> he's or, like brothels or brothels and wherever right like he's about it uh, so anyway, you um, the plot at this point is very simple. Like it's just them trying to stop the demon world from because the demon world clearly doesn't. Someone from the demon world anyway doesn't yeah, want this like, to happen. You know, a separatist faction. So, yeah, basically. exactly, terrorist faction or whatever, and they'll do anything to make sure. Like they blow up a plane. At yeah, one thinking, point, thinking, thinking he's, he's on, on it. it, but he came in earlier. You know, he tricked him just to just to stop him. Crafty um, old devil. Yeah, so they're. The whole thing is just them trying to... It's their relationship, you know, Maki and, and Renzaburo, and then also them trying to make sure that um, Giuseppe doesn't get killed or captured or whatever, and that they can actually have the treaty signed so that it all doesn't go to hell, literally. Um, so very simple plot, but it's handled really well. The characters are good. The action's great. There's good set pieces, and then there's good twists. There's good twists right near the end. Yeah, I'll, like you can't just all like... But there's good twists at the end. You can't just figure it out immediately. There's some pretty good writing in there. And it's like the first, I think it was based on the first book of more than one. So like it ends well. It ends with a good setup. Like it's just, yeah, it makes me, I'd love a series to do more, but uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what'd you like about it? 
Oh, God. Well, I mean, like I said five minutes ago, it's that style, that Ninja Scroll style that I love so much. Yeah. Just all the designs. I bet Madhouse did it right. Um, it was Kavajeri, so same director, and he did the designs. I'm going to assume so. It had that same. Uh, it was. It was Madhouse. Yeah. <laughs> of same course it was look, Madhouse. Like, I was just curious because it was kind of Animation was great. I love those character designs. Fucking what's-his-face looks like Shogun of the Dark. By the way, it's a Japanese name, Supernatural Beast City. Better name. Supernatural Beast City. Yeah, I like it. That's that better name. than Wicked City. Anyway, um, awesome main character. Love the guy. I don't know why. Yeah, Runs of Burrow is badass. I love how he's epic bros with that bartender. Oh, the bartender's great. Well, like hilarious side character that like does nothing. It's just funny. Oh, the bartender slash um hotel owner. Oh, was he the hotel owner? Yeah, the guy with the fake arm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that guy's badass. Anyway, that guy's awesome. No, nah, he does both. He like runs a hotel. He serves you drinks. He does it all. Uh, a really good plot. Simple, but like you said, like cool twists at the end that keep you keeps it interesting. Yep. Some good demon designs. Pretty right. cool. Insanely good demon designs. Like it definitely rides the line between hentai and not hentai at times. Just like Ninja Scroll did. Yes. Yeah. It's very not Ninja as Scroll. bad as Violence Jack, but no. it's, you know. Violence Jack is like it is hentai. It's at one point. This is not. This is not this is very Ninja Scroll. It's got that level of yeah. you know, titties all over the place. It gets edgy, but not that edgy. A lot more vagina monsters in this one, but <sighs> that's so hilarious. That Similar style. Crazy, like Spider Woman with their fucking tooth gina. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, very similar. But oh man, like I, I expected it just to be edgy horror, but it was like a really good story, really good characters. Oh, the female, his partner there, the female demon is really good. Character Maki, too. yeah. She's got a little backstory in there. Like, yeah, they good. do a good. I won't talk about it, but there's, yeah, you don't there's a good backstory with you know some of the other demons. It's really cool. But yeah, that no, was awesome. Yeah, I. I can't say a bad thing about it. Like it, nah, it was paced well. Was, animation was great. It was written well. I great animation, yeah. There was definitely nothing I didn't like. Like every character was memorable. Every character was great. Every cra- character was multi-dimensioned. Like yeah, they it's all kind had of cool, like foibles and stuff. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm kind of surprised it's it's been forgotten as much as it has. Right? It was big shit. You're you know. Yeah, but I mean, 90s. like Ninja Scroll gets remembered. Even Ninja Scroll doesn't get remembered as much as it should be. Like. And yeah, Ninja Scroll's better than this, but this is very good. Like, it should be up there in the same sentence as Ghost in the Shell and Ninja Scroll. It should be. Oh, I would think so, yeah. I mean, for me, it is. But yeah, I don't know how it's remembered. It's actually, it's got that great late 80s hand drawn animation style. Really good. Great designs. I just love those fucking, that Madhouse designs from that. Yeah. Era so fucking good. Kawajiri did them, man. Good blood and guts. You know, just enough titties to titillate you. To tickle your taint. <laughs> My taint was tickled. Yeah. No, it was fantastic. And it's like a great, if you're getting into the the Halloween spirit, it's like fantastic horror. Yeah, as far as like good, what, what, what do I call it, like adventure horror? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what Ninja Scroll was too. It's got like a horror oh, sure. element, but it's mostly adventure. I'm just trying to think like, it's adventure Or horror. action. It's like. You know, it's it's horror without the because it's the main basically ca- it's I horror mean, without it's, the main characters not having, you know, because a lot of horror is like the main characters like oh my god I don't even know what I can do I'm just I'm yeah. screwed this is that's like, not what this is the main characters like are badass a cop show type of thing yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean definitely some of that going on for sure where they know exactly what's going on and they're like equipped to deal with it but it's still like a 
ex- I don't know, extra pain in the ass situation. Yeah, the the character's competence is ramped up, but so is the, the yeah. threat. It's so an extraordinary it situation, so they're like still kind of out of their element. Yeah. Really good though. Very good. So anyway, yeah. Do you have, is there anything you disliked? I don't dislike anything. Nah, it's essentially perfect for what it is. You know what I mean? You know, it's it, it's only eighty two minutes. It's the perfect length of time. It tells its story. It's yeah. got a great ending. Like it's just, it's a really. It's I, fun I ride. wish there was more. I mean, that's my yeah. No, bitch. it's like my only complaint. I'm like, man, do like two more of these. If there's more source material. It's like Vampire Hunter D, man. Like, there's so much source material. Where's my series, oh, Japan? Gosh. Why? Why won't I've, you do it? I think I stopped buying them at like twelve or something. Why do I only have one OVA and one movie? Like, there's so much good Vampire Hunter D, you sons of bitches. I know he's probably still writing books. <sighs> anyway. Uh, yeah, do you get any last words about uh, Wicked City? Nope. I highly recommend it. I would get your ass out and watch it. Yeah. It's um, streaming kind of everywhere, too. Yeah, it was very easy to find. Like we didn't have to work very so hard. So no matter where it, you're so. at, it should be easy to find. It really should be. Um, so definitely check it out. Definitely check it out before Halloween. Time. Yeah. Perfect Halloween kind of movie. I was going to say, it's that time of year. Yep. And I think that's about it. So, as usual, have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Well, that's all for today, everyone. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour. Please remember to like and subscribe, and may your entertainment be always, well, entertaining. <laughs>